Can you believe it? Von Palmer has a couple of days off. I, don't, I didn't say those words in 2021 until now, actually, and for most of 2022, I don't think so either. So that means that for a couple of days, we have a special guest joining us this morning for View from Victoria. Now, in case you hadn't heard, there's going to be a new host leading afternoons here at 980 CKNW, and we are proud to reintroduce him to all of you this morning. It is Jazz Johal, host of the Jazz Johal Show, which launches August 23rd. Good morning, Jazz. Good morning, Cindy. Who gave Vaughn a day off? I want to know who did this. Obviously, nobody who wants coverage about the pandemic. So maybe he gave it to himself, and that I would applaud, right? Because he's a hardworking guy. He's a hardworking guy. He deserves his vacation. He does. Well, we're going to put you on the hot seat instead. So how has it been feeling for you since this news came out? Are you excited to launch the show August 23rd? Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. You know what? I started at CKNW uh, 30 years ago this year. And I was talking to a friend, you know, I said, I haven't done radio in a long time. I'm sure it's going to be like riding a bike. You know, you can do it, but you just haven't done it for a while. So there's a bit of a, not nervousness, but it's just, it's, it's been a while since I've done radio on a, on a daily basis. But I'm excited because CKNW is such a, well, such a special place for me. And it's a heritage station. And it really is the city and provinces, town square, where we can sort of sit around and discuss important issues of the day, disagree on things, agree on other things. But it is the place where we do talk, and so I'm, I'm very excited, looking forward to it when we start the show on August 23rd. I'll bet a lot of people don't realize, uh, and I've been telling people this too, and they ask me that you you said you just you started here at CKNW. You were Bill Good's producer. What was that like? You worked with Bill. I love that picture that I saw of you with Bill and Rafe Mayer. Yeah, you know, I was an intern and uh, on the show, and uh, funny enough, one of the producers had quit and moved on to communications, and then Bill and I got along fabulously, and the producer at that time named Gladys Johnson. Gladys, in her early days, was the producer of the Jack Webster show. So, you know, I learned under Bill and Gladys and, and many other producers there, and it, it felt uh, very odd, actually, uh, when I first came in the other day, that it's been so long since I've been there, obviously. But this is where I started my journalism career, and I actually recall my first uh, week uh, on the job, uh, one of the uh, publicists had uh, brought in some guests a day earlier. To, she, she got the dates wrong. And I thought it was my fault. I thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> and I, that was my first week. And it was, the funny part is the three guests were Bobby Orr, Gordie Howe, and Eddie Shack. So three, oh, my goodness. And he's a legend. So that, as I was walking through the hallways of NW uh, last week, that's the first thing that popped into mind. Like, I almost got fired. And it <laughs> turns out it was the publicist's fault, thank God. But, I can't so, even so, imagine the stress on that, Jazz, being like, I have these legends in front of me, and did I do this wrong? Oh, I know. They, they walked in, and my eyes, of course, are a huge fan, a huge hockey fan, and and I just I, I, I was just kind of flabbergasted, and, and then I had to run to Gladys, and we talked it through. It turns out that the publicist had, had made a mistake, thank God, cause, but they were great about it. I mean, I got a great picture with uh, Gordy I and Eddie Shack, and I saw Bobby Orr's autograph in that day's show. Oh, <laughs> see? Love that. So, yes, you've been around. People remember you, of course, all the years that you were on Global. I mean, you were an international correspondent. You were in Beijing, and you were in New Delhi, right? Yeah, I uh, spent a couple of years uh, in India, a couple of years uh, in China, but, uh, you know, I, you cover the region when you're based in those countries. So a lot of time in Afghanistan and Pakistan and Japan and Korea. And then because I covered a lot of conflict zones, I also spent a lot of time in the Middle East as well. So, we, you know, traveled through Egypt and Libya and covered the Arab Spring there, but, you know, been through eight or nine countries in the Middle East and covered the various conflict zones as well. But, you know, even when you look at COVID now, uh, I was thinking about this last week as well. I was at the World Health Organization offices in Beijing 
just after sort of the, the the story in and around SARS and the huge impact that it had, particularly in southern Ontario, but across the country. And, you know, we thought we had beaten SARS, and SARS sort of just retreated. It never went away. And I recall talking to a, an official at the World Health, Office, Health Organization offices, and they said, you know, we detect SARS today, to this day, in the countryside of China. We monitor it. We make sure it doesn't spread again. But it's a reminder that uh, pandemics, uh, while SARS may have been sort of the canary in the coal mine for our generation, we knew something else is going to come, and this is COVID now. And so when we see the issues that we're dealing with now, particularly with the Delta variant, it's a reminder that we've, we've got to do a lot more as a country and globally to deal with the pandemics in the future. There's going to be others, and as we're seeing now, the variants, especially the Delta variant that's out there, it's so deadly that uh, we've just got to look at these issues a whole lot differently and work on cooperation between provinces and particularly globally as well. Yeah, do you think that when it comes to something like SARS, I think the problem is people here tended to think of that as something that happened somewhere else. That's a problem with Canada in general, I find. And it's, it's, uh, we're very fortunate. We've built a great country with a, with a solid healthcare system. Of course, we're not perfect. We have a lot of work to do moving forward. Uh, but we are sort of a, in a quiet, I got what I call it as a geopolitical cul-de-sac. We have a superpower next door, which we sell them our goods and services. Uh, we have, we're blessed with natural resources. We built a great country, a small population across five time zones. But what we forget sometimes is we're not protected as much as we think we're protected, particularly in a globalized society. Now we're moving around so quickly goods and services and people that China's problem is our problem and our problems are China's problems and vice versa and globally. And that's why there has to be much better cooperation globally. What they do in India, in the case of not handling uh, COVID very well during the initial phases, through a mix of ignorance and arrogance, in my opinion, the government got uh, uh, didn't it felt that it had beaten COVID. And what happened was that second surge hit India very hard. And it is struggling to, to deal with the issues today. And that is an issue for us. We have to make sure yeah. we remain protected as Canadians as well. So uh, it's especially important today, as you can imagine, just because of uh, with the border opening. Well, exactly. So there's so many issues to focus on, yeah. Yeah, I know the border, and we're going to be talking with Andrea McPherson from Global News coming up, actually, uh, just in a few minutes. But I, I would imagine, like, given what's happening, I don't know about you, but I've become a little bit more apprehensive about the border reopening just because of the increasing number of COVID cases we've had in the last week or so. No, uh, you're absolutely right. I think, and I was thinking about this over the weekend, I think there was a sense among the public and, and many, some even, some even the media, that, you know, at the end of June... COVID is in the rearview mirror. Yes, there yeah. are some changes, but we're, we're moving forward. But as someone from the Colonial Chamber of Commerce told me Friday, you know, it was a perfect storm. People moved into the Okanagan, some not vaccinated probably, and challenges that you're seeing now in the central Okanagan in regards to them moving to phase two is because of that. And one of the things that I think it's going to be very fascinating in the weeks ahead, if they're going to shut down businesses, certain businesses in the interior, does that mean they have access to subsidies specific to that region? I think that's one of the issues that we're going to have to look at. And the other issue, I think, moving forward, in my opinion, is that the government has to certainly set an example. So large public sector companies, I'm thinking ICBC, BC Hydro, or just public sector agencies, have to set the example in regards to making sure employees are double vaxxed and customers that come in are double vaxxed. And hopefully the private sector does that as well. I have a friend just recently, he's got 50 people in his organization, 48 he believes are double vaxxed, but a couple of them aren't. So if you allow those people back uh, for the for, for your own uh, yeah. employees and your customers, and is that an HR issue, and is that a fireable offense? I don't know. But those are the issues that are moving forward we're going to have to be looking at. 
Yeah. Do you think this changes things for a federal election? We keep hearing it is imminent, but I don't know. I, I, I think there could be backlash now. You call a federal election now and people are going to go, what are you doing? We're not done. It's, it, I think you're right about that. But, you know, just this weekend, I know liberal volunteers were out knocking on doors in North Vancouver and other parts of the lower mainland. I think the, um, the forces that Mr. Trudeau and liberals have unleashed in regards to election prep, they're at the point of no return. And I think we'll know very obviously this week, probably, there may be some people saying, let's hold off, but I, I think they're at that point where they're going to go. But you raise a very good point. Just because other leaders have done well by calling an election during this COVID period, it doesn't mean it's going to play well for Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals. Exactly. So that's the difference. The campaigns are going to matter. Well, you know what, Jazz? I have a feeling you're going to have a lot to talk about then on August 23rd. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk to you tomorrow too, okay? Absolutely. Lots of fun. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, Jazz. That is Jazz Joe Hall, host of the Jazz Joe Hall Show on 980 CKW, which launches August 23rd. And he's helping us out by chatting with us during the view from Victoria for a couple of days. Vaughn Palmer will be back on Wednesday.